Shana Tova. I want to begin with three men who are walking in the desert. A Frenchman, a German, and a Jew. And the Frenchman says, I'm thirsty, I must have wine. The German says, I am thirsty, I must have beer. And the Jew says, I'm thirsty, I must have diabetes. That idea that we can put a negative spin on things is not entirely unknown to any of you. The Jewish philosopher Sidney Morgenbesser once put it very well and very cleverly. In philosophy, there is an idea that goes back to Immanuel Kant that says, ought implies can. In other words, if I say you ought to do something, that implies that you can do it. Morgenbesser said, ought implies can. And in Judaism, can implies don't. And that notion that there are prohibitions and negatives in Judaism, that's full in the high holidays. We talk of awe and judgment, but the truth is, this is supposed to be a birthday. It's Hayom Harat Olam, today the world was born. So why is it that it seems so forbidding and so foreboding? Well, it's also called Yom Hadin, that's true, the Day of Judgment, and Yom Truah, the Day of Blasts, the Day of the Blowing of the Shofar. And that recalls not only Abraham, but also standing around Sinai, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments that are illustrated above our ark and I want to point something out about the commandments, not just how many of them are prohibitions, but also that they're addressed to you. Not to a collective you, to an individual you. The commandments speak to each of us individually. And that's because we are supposed to take this time of year and the tradition in general as an admonition to ourselves. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the great Musa rabbi, the great rabbi of morals and ethics, said it is easy to declare that God is king over the universe, but it is very difficult to declare that God is king over oneself. And in this year, of all sorts of difficulties, of pandemic and climate and fires and political division and social unrest and, and invasions in your privacy and growths to anti-Semitism and terror threats and last night even an earthquake, in such a year, we have to ask, what does it mean to declare God, God a king over oneself? What is the demand that the world makes of us? What demand do we make of ourselves? Because even though we are a tradition filled with rules, we are also, as you know, a stiff-necked people. The Bible says that explicitly. Full of contradictions. And self-mastery is no easy task. So there's a battle. 
Napoleon said that every battle is decided within the span of 15 minutes. But I want to give you an analysis of battle deeper than Napoleon's from a rabbi. From a rabbi who was a mashkiach ruchani, a spiritual advisor in a famous yeshiva, Rav Dressler. And he, in the first half of the 20th century, wrote about a battle in a different sense. He said, everyone has inside themselves a nikudat bechira, a point of decision. But that point of decision differs inside yourself. Let me explain. If you put a salad in front of me, and you say, do you want this kind of dressing or that kind of dressing, I have a decision to make. But if you put a salad in front of me and next to it you put a ham sandwich, and you say, do you want the salad or the ham sandwich, there's no decision. I don't have to go through any agonizing, any thought. It's clear. There is no nikudat habichira, there is no point of decision, because I have made a previous decision that conditions who I am. Because I keep kosher, and because I'm a vegetarian on top of that, I don't even think about the possibility of eating the ham sandwich. So says Rob Dressler, all of us have already conquered territory in a moral sense inside of us. In other words, there are places in you where there is no decision because you have already made a decision. You know who you are. And so when someone approaches you with a decision or with an argument or with a point of view, you say, look, I understand, but I am already here. This is my commitment. I have a previous nikudat habichira, so I'm not at the battlefront here. I'm in conquered territory. What I know, and what you know, especially this year, especially with an election coming up, is that for most of us, our political commitments are conquered territory. There are very few people whom I meet who say, you know, I'm really wondering who I should vote for. Please give me your arguments. For most of us, that is conquered territory. There is no battlefront. For some, yes, but for most, no. But I want to tell you where there is a battlefront. There's a battlefront in Ahavat Yisrael. Ahavat Yisrael doesn't mean love of the land of Israel. In traditional Jewish teaching, it means love of the Jewish people and love of Jews. It is easy to declare love of the Jewish people as it is easy to declare God king of the universe. It is difficult to say, I love Jews who differ from me. My goal 
is to try both within myself and within others to move Ahavat Yisrael from the battlefront to conquer territory. I want Jews to love Jews who disagree with them about that already conquered territory. Jews of the left to love Jews of the right, Jews of the right to love Jews of the left, and to love Jews in the middle. Yisrael, afal pishachata, Yisrael, who, say the rabbis, a Jew, even though he may sin, is still a part of Israel. For too many of us, our politics overrides our Ahavat Yisrael. And I want to change the way we think about this, that your natural alliance isn't somebody who inhabits your conquered territory. Your natural alliance is somebody who inhabits what should be your conquered territory. That is, kol Yisrael, arevim zevazeh, all of Israel is responsible for one another. And you may get frustrated and you may get angry. But I'm not asking you to love the whole world. I'm not asking you to care for every human being, even though that is good and that is laudable and we should aim for that. I am asking you to love 0.2% of the population of the world. I'm asking you to make a commitment that you will genuinely care for and love the Jewish people. Especially when they disagree with you. Especially when they're not on your side. To recognize that they are a part of you. That we cannot excommunicate each other and cast each other off. And speak in cruel and negative ways. That love should override it, overspill boundaries. That that should be our fundamental commitment to ourselves and to each other. Kipling once wrote about a little area, Sussex by the Sea. He said, God gave the, all men all earth to love, but because our hearts are small, ordained for each, one spot would prove beloved over all. It's true, sometimes our hearts are not big enough to embrace the entire world, but can we embrace each other? Reform, conservative, orthodox, reconstructionist, none, all, can we embrace each other? Left, right, pro, anti, can we embrace each other? Can we speak about each other with decency and with respect? Can love of Jews be our conquered territory? I have told you the story before. I don't remember, I wish I did, the rabbi who said this to me, but when I was in rabbinical school, I remember I went out once to speak as a student, and a rabbi pulled me aside. He was an older man. And he said, I want to tell you, if you're going to survive as a rabbi, you only need one thing. I said, what's that? He said, you have to love Jews.
I do. I love lots of things in this world, but I love Jews and I love Jewish people. I think they're extraordinary people. Even when they infuriate me and contradict me, even when people from the right and people from the left both get angry at me, and believe me, they both do, I love Jews. And I think you should love Jews too, especially when they infuriate you, especially when they disagree with you. You know the poem by Edwin Markin, he drew a circle that shut me out, heretic, rebel, a thing to flout, but love and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle that took him in. I know it's going to be an election soon. I refuse to let arguments, which will not last forever, impair my love of the Jewish people, which should last forever. Love and God have the wit to win. So I ask all of you, let's all of us draw a circle and bring us all in. Shana Tovah.